0: Welcome back everyone. Ladies, tell me, have you ever hit burnout in your life? Have you ever thought that there is something missing in your life? That there's more for you to do, more for you to become and more for you to achieve? Have you lost yourself on the way to success and achieving your goals? What about your future? Have you thought about if it's even possible To reach your goals and live a life on purpose for your future. This is exactly the conversation we are having today and I am so excited about it because this podcast goes beyond just period talk and nutrition talk and detox. It is really about being in alignment with your life and the things you want to achieve and living a life on purpose and creating more ease and flow and grace in your life. And this all ties back to our health and our hormones. Because let's face it, as women, we do a really good job of filling up our plates, creating frustration, creating overwhelm, and creating a lot of stress. And this starts to impact our health and starts to break us down and it starts to have a negative impact on our hormones. So how can we achieve more flow with our health and our bodies and our work and our relationships and our life? This is an important conversation to have. So I'm so excited to be diving into this episode with my dear friend, Oliver Manilies. He runs a leadership consultancy. He is an expert in coaching, consulting, and training achievement-oriented leaders in aligned reinvention. With a focus on sustainable high performance and improved quality of life, Oliver is committed to guiding clients through a deep, lasting transformation. The most common remark from clients is, I am living a life I once thought was impossible. Whether it's personal or professional projects, Oliver's clients report having a lasting sense of inner peace, satisfaction, confidence, joy, and abundance. Clients become better practiced at breaking through resistance, accessing a new level of authenticity, and creating a life they love. Oliver is also the host of the Oliver Manley Show, available on Apple Podcasts. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to Oliver Manolese. Him and I go way back. He is one of my best friends. And I know when I am experiencing a breakdown and really need guidance and support and coaching in my life, he is the man that I go to. And he is the man that I really trust to see beyond the blind spots that we often can't see in our own lives. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Conversation. So let's dive in. Hi, Oliver, and welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me on.
0: I'm so excited. You are my very first interview, very first, which is amazing. (laughs) It's an honor. Thank you. So I love that you're the first interview, mainly because I feel so comfortable with you. And for the audience that doesn't know our background, Oliver and I go way back, we've been friends since our early university days and Oliver just had my back over the years. He is such a good friend and we've been through many breakdowns and breakthroughs together. So it's so wonderful to have you here. So thank you. So let's tell the audience a little bit about you, who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. Yeah, so My name is Oliver Manolis, and I have a leadership consultancy. And what I do is I work with people, mainly entrepreneurs and high achievers, who are looking to work and achieve their mission with a sense of aliveness. Because I find that most people who are in those kinds of positions feel that they can justify sacrificing important aspects of their life, like health and well-being, and relationships and family, and their own level of joy, so that they can achieve a sense of greatness or be able to give their gift or live their mission. And part of the work that I do is to actually have them reinvent their relationship with themselves, with their life, you know, with their reality so that they can actually live in harmony with the things that makes them feel alive and actually in turn that makes them actually perform at a whole other level they never thought was even accessible before.
0: Right. So what got you there?
1: Interesting question.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know the history. Yeah.
1: yeah. So for me, I don't want to like go into a script about it because like sometimes you end up telling your story so many times and I don't want to just go off on a tangent because I talk about it on my podcast and I talk about it on my blog. But I think that the simplest way to kind of explain it is for me, at least I found that having the support of other people outside of myself who can see what was possible inside of me like people who demanded more from me expected more from me it called out something inside of me that I needed to grow it like I needed to rise to the occasion because there was a coach or a mentor or a group of people that expected it from me and I think that was really important to acknowledge that you can do personal growth with books and journaling and which is highly valuable but as soon as there's people outside of yourself and they can see you for your potential. And it's so uncomfortable because they believe in you more than you even know how to believe in you, your own self. Something just wakes up inside of you. And for me, I was just like, okay, well, if that has been so instrumental in my growth, then I think that's going to be instrumental for anybody else's growth. And I just felt inspired to almost find a way to give back, to pay it forward. To just be like, well, someone kind of bestowed upon me these gifts, these insights. I want to do the same thing for other people. And I found a way where it also can pay the bills. And also, it provides me with a sense of meaning and purpose. And yeah, that's kind of the broader. We can go specific if you want to, but.
0: Well, I mean, everyone (laughs) can obviously head on over to your website to read a little bit more about your bio and know who you are. But yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's great. So, you coach men and women, and this is the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. So I'm sure there's a lot of women that are listening thinking, what does this guy know about women? And so of course we talk a lot about women's health and hormones on this show, but a part of that, it goes beyond just nutrition and diet and supplementation. Part of women's health and optimizing their hormones is really about doing some of this deep work. And I know I've done it for myself and it's been instrumental in my own growth. And so I would love for you to speak about how important it is for women to do this deeper work and what you
1: call aligned reinvention. aligned
0: reinvention. That's right. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think it's an important question for us because it's really easy to get sucked into getting more information and more strategies And of course, to gather more tools to make you better and improve yourself is super, super important. But at the same time, I find that the majority of my practice, maybe 60% has been with women. And the people who are listening to this, they're hungry for information. They're seekers. They want to find ways to live better lives, to be the best version of themselves. And the strategies have their own limitations because it's just a tool. But who is the person using the tool? Like, who are you? So I like to use the analogy of just a car. Like, if you imagine the car is just a vehicle, like your strategy is just a vehicle to get you from point A to point B. But what kind of driver are you? So it's like, I can give you the most souped up, most amazing, multiple hundreds of thousand dollar vehicle, like a Lamborghini put on your driveway. But if you don't know how to drive stick, then that vehicle is a complete waste. So, really, I think the deep inner work is about developing yourself so that who you are and who you're being is the best driver of whatever vehicle you choose, whatever strategy that you choose. Because the limitation is retracting back. Like you grow and you utilize this amazing new technique for your health, for your hormones, for your well being. But because of your own, let's say, negative cycles within yourself your ways of sabotaging yourself you go so far outside of your comfort zone you're going to snap right back just like an elastic band right back into your comfort zone and i'm sure many of us can relate like going a couple weeks we're doing so good but we find ourselves back at square one
0: totally you've seen me do it myself i've seen you do it mm-hmm. Yep.
1: and no one is an exception to that
0: absolutely so a line reinvention can you kind of define that
1: So for me, there's two ways of looking at alignment. I think when you're just operating in your everyday life, you got to look at it from my life is already aligned, but with what? And that's like the unaware type of alignment. That's like the unconscious alignment. It's like the money in your bank account, the type of job that you have, the type of relationships, the quality of your life, the quality of your health, of your well-being. It's all naturally harmonizing with what? That's the question I'm interested in. And that is the unconscious thing. That's like we are not aware of it. And for me at least, I think that if you look at your own level of self-worth, your own level of feeling like you are worthy or deserving of a specific lifestyle and you're committed to that, that's what you end up getting. It's automatic. So if you are coming from a place of, and this is everybody, this is universal, survival. You want to survive. So you'll look at your whole life you'll see survival reflected back at you. So that's one way of aligning your life, and that's unconscious. Naturally, we want to accumulate, we wanna win, we wanna be right, we wanna succeed. It's a mechanism inside of us, just like a rocket missile. It has its own coordinates, and it just constantly finds its way to get to the destination. Even though if there's wind or turbulence, it'll go out of course, be back in course, and it'll end up right there. So for all of us, we have this mechanism of survival, And what we have right now is so much a reflection of that alignment for survival. What I'm talking about with Aligned Reinvention is more about conscious alignment. It's like you become aware of a possibility of who you could be, a possibility of the life that you could lead, the impact that you can make, a vision that you have for yourself. And then because of that, it breaks open in a very everyday way, like in very normal, tangible, everyday Seemingly mundane ways, world the world breaks open and you have new choices. And the new choices could show up as, oh, I'm going to put the Coke down. Oh, I'm actually going to get balsamic vinaigrette instead of the Caesar dressing. I'm going to get this book instead of that book. I'm going to turn the TV off. Instead of these automatic kind of actions, reactions through life, you become aware of this broader possibility for yourself And these little things add up. Your everyday life is your life. The things you do constantly all the time, that's your life. It all adds up. So this level of alignment is like, okay, this is the program I'm going to choose now. Like here's a television show I'm going to choose now. Here's a relationship I'm going to say no to that I'm going to say yes to. So that's the aligned part. It's like a conscious way of aligning. And the reinvention part is if you're looking to change or improve, I liken it to just modifying what's already there like we look in the room that we're in if you want change you just move the paintings around move the furniture around still same essence same room you're changing some stuff okay reinvention is like a new room with a whole other set of possibilities that in the original room were not possible before so reinvention is like you transform who you're actually being as a place that you come from as a way that you see the world So that you get access to a whole other reality. And that sounds like woo-woo, maybe. But really, if you talk to somebody who is maybe in a different, let's say, so we're entrepreneurs. Yes. We always are maybe talking about specific things and using specific language about entrepreneurship that reflects entrepreneurship. And if we find ourselves in another conversation with people who are not entrepreneurs, yeah, we're human beings. We have that in common but it's like we're in a different world because someone's talking about security and benefits and moving up the corporate ladder. And to us, like we kind of get it, but it is like you're in a different world.
0: I totally get that.
1: So that's kind of what it is. It's like you get access to seeing things that you didn't see before because you are aware. And then these choices reveal themselves. And the reinvention process is that transformation process that goes at a deeper level.
0: Awesome. So I love that. So for the woman that's listening, who's thinking, okay, so I have all these goals and these things that I want to achieve for my life, but I have these bills to pay. I have a family and I have kids and I can't take time off work or I can't do these things that entrepreneurs do. And, you know, like they have all these commitments in their life that they just can't let go of, right? So for the woman who's listening, that's like, but yeah, I get it. I want to achieve all these goals. I'd like to reinvent myself What would you say to that woman who feels stuck?
1: I get the feeling stuck part. Yeah. (laughs) Because sometimes the biggest barrier to a great life is a good life. And just to be very clear, it doesn't matter who you are listening to this. Universally, you are succeeding. You are winning. You have won. Whatever it is in your life, wherever you feel like you are in your life, whatever you say to yourself, whatever judgment it is, I say you're winning. I say you are succeeding. Whatever insurvivable environment, you survived it. Whatever insurmountable obstacle, you've broken through it. You overcome it. You've gotten to where you are because you overcame a tremendous amount of struggle. And so, awesome. Cool, right? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, you know there's more. There's so much more. But that so much more is like maybe it's been a while that you recognize the fact that, okay, if I step into this, I'm going to be a white belt. I'm going to be brand new. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not know what I'm doing. I'm going to suck at it. See, the life that you have now, you have this great rhythm. You don't suck at it. You're great at it. So you know it's predictable. It's great. It's a way of living, a way of being that is like a comfort blanket. It's like a nice, cozy blanket. But this life that you're looking for where you are living your best life, where you are vibrant, where you have vitality, where you're making a contribution, where you're making a difference, where you're being an example. Oh, man. All the tools that got you to the success that you are will not get you to the possibility of who you could be. So this doesn't solve the issue of you being stuck, right? But I think it's important to just realize it's like Albert Einstein. He says, you can't solve the problem using the same thinking that created the problem. If you paraphrase that with success, the success, the the tools and thinking and strategizing that created the success that you are, that's not going to get you to the possibility of who you could be it will just keep getting you to the success that you are. The big thing that I'm always really a proponent of is acknowledging what is it actually costing you to be living the life that you're living right now and not stepping into your potential. Everyone knows they have more potential, right? Right. It's kind of a given. We want to turn the things on inside of ourselves that's possible to be turned on. So like for me for example, there was a point where I had a real estate business, I had coaching, I had teaching yoga. And I was grinding and I was hustling and was sacrificing and I'd feel so alive when I was coaching and teaching yoga and I'd feel like a robot zombie when I was doing real estate (laughs) because it was so seductive to be in those days. (laughs) Absolutely. To just be in that momentum and that thrust of, I know what to do. I know how to make the commission checks. I know what to expect and know what I could do in the next 20 years if I stayed in this path. But I thought to myself, what is it actually costing me? to only have coaching as a side hustle. Like what's it costing to have it as a side hustle? Well, I'm not my fullest self. Well, I'm not as happy as I could be. There's not as much meaning as there could be. I'm not as creative as I could be. I'm not as healthy as I could be. I don't feel alive. It's costing me my aliveness. And then you got to take it a step further. Okay, if it's costing me something, is it possible that it's costing others? And what is it costing others if it is costing them? And I'm just like, well... It's been four and a half years since I made the decision to quit real estate. And since then, there's been many, many entrepreneurs, leaders, men, and women that I've been able to work with that I wouldn't have been able to work with if I stayed in real estate. I was thinking of Joe Schmo and Sally and whoever, who I don't even know yet. And I'm like, well, they're not going to be better off. Like it actually costs them. Because there's something about me and my unique story and voice, let's say, that will resonate to only a specific amount of people. And I won't be able to make an impact on their lives. And they won't even know that their life is worse off. So it costs them too. And you can go through life not even being in tune with the fact that it's costing you so much to just stay status quo. And it's easy to ignore it. And I get why you would want to ignore it because it's freaking painful. But as soon as you realize, oh my God, this is killing me. It's killing me. Like I do not want to be buried with my gift still inside. I do not want to go to the deathbed with the regret of what if that's a huge cost. And it's like, when you go to Whole Foods and you're going to the store, there are times where you're like bananas for $3 a pound. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's like two or three times the price. It's overpriced. So why would you do that with your life? If it's costing you too much to stay the same and you're connected with it, would you keep going? Would you keep paying that overpriced life? It doesn't make any sense. Like I have this one client who started going to a naturopath and she came for a session with me and she's just like, yeah, I came back from my naturopath and my cortisol levels, my stress hormones completely like just so elevated and I just drop and I'm just exhausted and it just like crashes like a super high and then it crash, like the same every single day. And I said, great, let me ask you a question. Before you got those results, what was your level of suffering? And she's like, probably a six. And I said, now that you look at the results, what is the suffering really? Then she's like 12 out of 10. I'm like, that's important because you might be just so used to this status quo and you think it's a six out of 10 of pain. I was like, oh, I can tolerate that. But if you really sit down and you realize what is the potential of who you could be and what's it costing you to not step into that and what's it costing your family, your friends, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, that's a 12 out of 10. That'll wake you up. Again, that's not about fixing things, not about anything like that, but it's just be freaking honest. Right. Don't tell me that you want a better life. Be honest. Tell me you want a better life. And at the same time, you get to stay comfortable, you know, (laughs) like you get to stay the same and have life be predictable and whatever. Like, just be freaking honest.
0: Right. So how do we take those steps? What are those steps that we take to move into the direction of what's possible for our future? Because I know in your case, you know, you had to essentially let go of your old way of being in real estate to step into what's possible for your life and your Mm -hmm. future of coaching And so, of course, the steps are going to be different for everybody, and there isn't this one way of doing it. Mm -hmm. But what are some things that we can do?
1: So, I look at life as there's one way of looking at it for me, and it's binary. One side is you're becoming aware, and the other side is you are aligning your life to that new level of awareness. So, I think for most people in this situation, it's to get really aware. What do you want? I think most people think that they want something, but it's not what they want. It's what their parents want. Right. It's what they think will make them look good. It's what they think will impress other people. And it's hard to admit that. But there was a time where where I was just like, well, I want to have 100 properties. I want to have 100 investments. What was that for?
0: Right. It's bullshit. Right.
1: Status, looking good, whatever. But when you can connect with, okay, what do I actually really want for myself? Like the exercise that I like to give my clients is to imagine and craft a remarkable day in their life three years from now, five years from now, if you could have everything that you want. And, and this is like when you're a child, you're allowed to play and imagine. As an adult, we don't usually do that. Right. But think of it this way. It's like you get to decide what you want next for your life. Like you've always had the power to do so. It's just about being awake and aware of it. So what does a remarkable day in your life look like three or five years from now? Start from the beginning, right? Like how do you start your day? Who are you with? Use all the senses. Like how do you feel physically, mentally? What's the outlook that you have on life, on yourself? Who's around you? How are you contributing? How are you impacting people? How do they feel when they're around you? Like just get really, really clear as much as you can. Take time. It doesn't happen right away because it's like, if I didn't know how to get here, I'd use GPS. How do I get to Sam's house? (laughs) Right. GPS. Most people don't have a destination in their GPS. So it's like, where do I want to go? That's one thing. And then your GPS also has to know where you are. Like, where am I relative? So let's say you've taken the time, kind of gotten a little bit more clear. This is where I want to aim towards, but where am I relative to that? And that's kind of where someone like you would get involved where you, you sit down with them and you're like, okay, let's do these assessments. Right. Where are you with your health? Where are you with your hormones? Let's run the tests. Let's do the questionnaire. All that is so, so important because most people, they go through life without the you are here sign. You know, right. like you got to know where you are on the map to get to where you want to go. Because otherwise you won't know which moves to make. So I think it's important to have that person outside of yourself. So it's like, okay, Sam, let's go. What do the reports say? Right, Like what are my hormone levels? Mm -hmm. Like what's going on with my vitamins, my minerals, and my nutrients, like my macros, my micros, like what's happening, right? (laughs) So if I can find out where I am right now, then the rest of it is about alignment. What's the next most important step that I need to win? We do it this simple because otherwise it's too complex. You're not going to do it. Right. Where are you going? Where am I? And what's the next step that I have to win? Okay, well, my next step is, okay, Oliver, we looked at your results like thank you for taking the time investing the money into doing these tests based on where you are like what do you think is the most realistic shift that we can make what can we hold you accountable for okay well you were saying like earlier when we're having lunch you're like okay this is probably one of the simplest protocols maybe three times a week intermittent fasting right and then very very simple meal plan like, this is how you do your lunch and this is how you do your evening. This is how you do your post-workout. Just do it like that. And then it's like, okay, it's winnable. Right. It's not 10 steps from now. When I was in real estate, I was super interested in asking successful people questions about real estate. This guy had a billion-dollar portfolio. Now it's multi-billion, right? And I asked him at the time. This was like seven years ago. And I said, as a new investor, I want to know, like, what is your best recommendation for me? And he's like, focus on the next deal. And he's like, most people get so stuck on 10 steps from now, but you don't realize that you might take the next step and that 10th step that you were thinking about is gone. Like you were imagining this whole other world, but because you made that win, all of a sudden everything's changed. You're like, oh wow, I really don't want that. Or, oh my gosh, I think this changes my direction because I want something else or whatever. Right. Right. So just focus on the next winnable step and keep going. And I think I'm a huge proponent of, Be at the edge, not outside of the comfort zone. Because at the edge, you can sustain it a little bit more. Outside of the comfort zone, it's almost too overwhelming. Right. It's easy to just smack right back. I know for me, I went to the extreme of like vegan. And then I snapped right back I'm like, oh my God, I need chips, I need chocolate, I need (laughs) Krispy Kreme. Like because it's automatic. We balance the progress. We go so far in extreme, we snap back to the other side, the other extreme. And then... You didn't really move forward. Right. So if you just stay right at the edge and get a little bit of support and just keep getting clear again, you'll probably be able to progress in a more manageable and consistent and realistic way.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I mean, you and I both work with entrepreneurs and it's something I see often, right? They're wanting to move on to step 29 and they're skipping over all these really important steps in order to grow and build their business. And that's important, right? And of course, from the nutrition aspect, it's the same thing. It's like trying to cut the corners and skip all these important steps of like actually preparing your food versus eating out all the time, right? In order to actually get to those results. So it's not jumping from A to Z. It's A, B, C. And the problem with that for most people is that it's boring. It's too slow. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to that?
1: I think we all need to be playing a role in managing our own expectations of ourselves. I think we, our brains and our bellies are (laughs) so much more ambitious than reality. It's like, okay, let's change our whole diet, turn it around completely. Like you think that's going to last? Right. It only worked for me when it was every day, just start with a green drink and just get really good at that. Every day, go for a walk. Okay, I can do that. I can do the walk. And it turns into a jog, then it turns into a run. So I think most people really just need to manage their own expectations and just be very, very clear with, okay, this is not about, I hate the word diets, man. Because it sounds temporary. It sounds, this is for the moment. I think more of it as lifestyle. Like I am transforming my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, I'm going to have a chocolate bar but it doesn't mean everything is down the tubes. It just means I just have to readjust again. Like it doesn't mean everything is over. Right. Oh my God, my diet, my plan is over. I had a bag of chips. I'm an idiot. I'm a loser. It's like, no, you just, you indulged. Right. Okay. Keep going. Like you think when you get on a plane, so you're going to Jamaica, right? Mm -hmm. You're at Pearson Airport. Your ticket says Jamaica. You close your eyes for five hours. Where are you going to end up when a plane lands? Jamaica. You trust it, it's gonna be Jamaica, right? Of (laughs) course. I hope so. (laughs) But the whole time, the plane, 99% of the time, is off course. It's automatically just realigning, realigning, recalibrating, coming back on course. Right. So I think we have to build in the fact that we are gonna fall off course. So I'm a huge proponent of when we do that mapping out process of like, where do you wanna go? Where are you? What's the next step? Also, to look at what's the territory of the choice that I'm making. If I'm going to implement this new protocol for my health and well-being, I'm choosing this. But what are the other things that come with this choice? Because it's so unknown, when it shows up, it freaks us out and it throws us off. But I think with working with someone like you, you can actually plan ahead and just have a little bit of control and mindfulness and just be like, okay, if I go on this new protocol, I'm going to be going to parties, right? What's that going to be like? Right. People are going to be like, what do you mean you can't have wine? What do you mean you can't have cake? Mm -hmm. How am I going to manage that? How am I going to react? Okay, I'm at a work party. People want to offer me drinks. Or I have a bad day. I have a breakup. I get fired. Like, you got to think of all these different scenarios and just realize, okay, you're taking this new protocol. There's a huge impact on all these different areas. I might get scared. I might sabotage myself. People are going to judge me. I'm going to feel excluded. I'm going to feel like I'm being better than everybody, and that's not going to feel good. And people are going to try and tempt me. Okay, like make a whole list. There's going to be 20, 30, 40 impacts. I think if you just map it out ahead of time, you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's like when you're playing a video game. If you're at the end of the level, what's going to happen? The bad guy, right? (laughs) The big bad guy is at the end of the level. You expect it. So. Your protocol is really hard. If you want to transform, it's going to be really freaking hard. Don't be kidding yourself. It's challenging. So realize you're going to get tempted. You're going to sabotage. People are going to be involved. There's going to be so many dynamics and so many situations where it's going to throw you completely off. So what can you do about it now to plan for it? And what can you think of now that will help you choose how you will react during those situations? So that when it does show up, it's like, I saw you coming. (laughs) Right. You're like, I saw that coming. right? So you feel prepared. Yeah, we plan for that. And again, this is not like you're better. You know, you're not fixing anything. You're just becoming so much more aware of there's a part of me and there's a part of life that is just automatic. It's a mechanism, right? Like you're doing something hard, you're going to face resistance. Right. You're doing something different, you're going to be stepping into the unknown. You're doing something in the unknown, there's going to be fear that comes up. This is all a mechanism. It's just automatic. I think people living in the fantasy of, oh, I'm better than the mechanism. Right. I'm not a machine. I'm better than the mechanism of life. Like, no, no, you are not smarter than it. Life will show up and life will test you. So just accept it, take it, and then live with it, manage it. Right.
0: I love that. That's really great. So I want to go back to losing yourself because you talk about this a lot. And I know you work with a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs. And I know, especially as a woman myself, I'm an overachiever, very go, 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 want to do it all, have many goals that I want to achieve. So how can we as women succeed without losing ourselves? Hmm.
1: That's a question that's not being asked enough. Mm. But I think we should just get to what does that mean to lose yourself?
0: Yeah, what does that mean?
1: It means there are things that you say are important to you, but they wither away because you are chasing something else. So you're telling yourself, you're telling the people around you, I value health. I value relationships. Okay, show me. Like show me with your actions. So lately I've been very, very clear on how simple it actually is. Look at the way someone acts and it'll tell you what their beliefs are. It'll tell you what their commitments are. What are they really committed to? Don't preach it. Show me. Like, show me in your calendar. Show me in your actions. So losing yourself, all that means is these things that genuinely might be really important to you, you're letting them die. You're turning your back on these things. I interviewed someone on my podcast, Ben Osterfeld, and he was so focused on his success in his real estate business. It got to the point where his five kids wanted a new daddy.
0: Oh, man. That's sad.
1: When I heard that, I'm just like that. Freaking hit me. And as soon as he woke up to that, he realized, wow, he's sacrificing the things that are important to him to chase this dream. And it's like, you can do both. It changes the momentum, it changes things, of course. But it's like, you got to be aware that you are sacrificing this aspect of your life. So, yeah, that's the losing yourself part. And I think when it comes to how to not lose yourself, I think first you got to just acknowledge that you're doing it. Right. I like to say you got to be authentic about where you're being inauthentic. So if you are saying family is important, but you're not spending time with them, then you got to be honest about it. You're like, wow, I value family and I'm actually not valuing them. I value my health, but I'm not actually doing anything about my health. Mm -hmm. You just got to be really, really clear about that. For me, I think it's super simple. The first thing is to get back to that point of being aligned. It's like, okay, be honest. I'm clearly not living the principles I talk about. And then the next thing is, it's just clean your shit up. Right. Like it's actually not that hard. There's not a 10 step program. It's like you got to clean it up. You say you're committed to something, go and actually do it. I don't know what else to say to people.
0: Right. But I think, like, I mean, you and I as coaches, it's obviously such a deeper layer of self doubt and low self esteem and fear and overwhelm and all these things that show up that really stop us from taking that action. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know from my own personal experience, Coaching has just been so incredible for me when I'm in those breakdowns and when I know I'm losing myself, it's so important to have those people on my team. You, I know we both coach with Hans, to go to these people and actually be like, here's what's happening. Like, you need to reel me back in.
1: I think, yeah. So you bring up very, very important point. It's having the support of people around you. Yes. I think the natural thing for high achievers to do is to isolate. I'll do it. Yep. I'll figure it out. Yeah, I
0: got it. I I'll got this. i put it on my shoulders. Totally.
1: I think if you get real honest feedback, like how many times have we spoken to each other? We'll just be like, you might not like this, but <laughs> I got to tell you something. Right? And then it's just like, it doesn't feel good to get it. Right. But like, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with clients and I ask, let's say they do something self-annihilating, like very sabotaging just limiting themselves, just damaging. And I'm just like, okay, so what are the people around you saying? What are your friends saying? And they don't say anything. Right. And I'm just like, that hurts a lot Mm -hmm. that there are people around you that did not look out for you, that were not bold enough, or I don't know, maybe they don't want to upset you.
0: Right. They're not willing to say the uncomfortable thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But a coach or friends who are willing to be bold with you, they will say... It's like, hey, listen, Oliver, you've been talking about doing this thing for the last six months and I haven't seen you do anything about it. Right. What's going on? Oliver, you've been complaining about being in the real estate business and wanting to quit for so long. Why are you still doing it? It's been a long time. I remember when we had the conversation with you, I was just like, you've been talking about being full time in holistic wellness. Right. For like a year. Mm -hmm. Like that was a year now and then you're just like okay <laughs> <laughs> let's do this yeah and it's not to try and kind of control the outcome for the other person but it's like you want to have that reflected back at you right for people to say like hey like i noticed that the things that you value and that you love and care about and and the things that make you feel alive you're not doing any of those things right now what's going on and we need to be able to lean on people when it comes to that
0: yeah it's true and this is why I've invested in coaching and I will continue to invest in coaching and I'm surrounded by friends like yourself who don't just approach things from a surface level. They're willing to go a lot deeper and that's so incredible and helpful for my personal growth. So thank you for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And thank you because we do it for each other. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So you have this amazing blog post on your site called That Thing You Do.
1: I don't even remember it.
0: Okay, so it's a blog post about how we're limiting our possibility. And, okay. And we all have that thing that we do. Right? Think of
1: that movie. Yeah. Doing <laughs> that, that thing you do. Did. Yeah. Yeah, for those
0: of you who don't know, Oliver is a great singer, plays guitar. <laughs> it's awesome. You have your yoga classes that you teach over at Lifetime, right?
1: Yeah, and I, and and I sing, sing at the end of
0: them. Oh, it's awesome. All right, so that thing you do. Because we all have that thing that we do. And for myself, I know for me, it's overwhelm. I create a busy, busy schedule and I look back on the week and it's like, oh my God, who said yes to all of these things? And so like my overwhelm is that thing that I do. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that keeps me really small and It stops me from moving forward and then I feel really stuck and then I start to procrastinate and it's just like this huge downward cycle from there. So I'm now able to really recognize that and be able to pull myself out of it so
1: much quicker. (laughs) See, then pull yourself out of it is different than completely stop it.
0: Right, right.
1: Because you can't. Right. It's a mechanism. Totally. It's a survival mechanism.
0: Yeah, speak to that survival mechanism because that's one of mine.
1: Yeah, and that thing you do is really just another kind of way of speaking about our survival mechanism. Right. So just to define what survival mechanism is, it's if you look at the being of human being, what is the being of human being for? Like, what is it for really? And if you really get down to the root of it, it's all about survival. Like, that's really why we are here. We're here on this planet because our ancestors were able to survive and we survive. We're the most adaptable creatures ever. Right. And so while... I do want to thank my survival mechanism for saving my ass (laughs) when I can jump out of the way of a car that's about to hit me or run really fast or lift a car to save my child, right? There's certain areas where it just does not serve me. Right. And so where does it not serve me? Well, if you're striving for something more in your life and it's super uncomfortable and you're stepping into the unknown, survival mechanism kicks in. Because it wants to bring everything back to predictability. Bring everything back to the known. And so you'll always find this. Like with you, you're being great, serving, making an impact, working with lots of people, doing new projects and things like that. And then all of a sudden, Mm overwhelm. You overcommit. You're overwhelmed. And what does that overwhelm do? It slows you right back down. All that momentum you generated is like the plus one that you created is a negative one. Now you're back at zero. And so it's like the overwhelm becomes this way of limiting your own possibility. It's a way of controlling what's possible for you just to keep it manageable. And so I think it's important for us to be aware that that's happening. Most of us don't realize like, oh, every time I go back to that person. Right. Or go back to these eating habits or whatever. Or like I'm going to decide something that's going to be a big change and then I undecide. Then I take it back. Like that's your survival mechanism is trying to keep things just – comfortable. So I think it's important for us to realize that it does play a role and you're not going to get rid of it. It is a part of you. It actually has built you. So for all of us, we have to think of like, what is the thing that we do? Like, what is the thing that our survival mechanism does to control, avoid, or resist our highest possibility? So for instance, for me, it's boredom. (laughs) So I feel fired up and jacked up about a new idea and I move it forward. Then it gets to the point of just like, it's got to just be consistent now. Right. It's just like, it's kind of just the same thing. And it's just really boring. <laughs> then it's just not exciting enough. Yep. And so the excitement can mean like fear. It can mean genuine like enthusiasm. It could be both. They're both excitement because it's one way it's freaking you out and stressing you out. And one way it's making you uplifted and look forward. But this boredom thing, it prevents me from being consistent. It prevents me from continuing the momentum. It prevents me from actually getting to the point of the breakthrough. Right. So for everybody listening, it's like, look back every time when you think to yourself, oh, there I am doing that again. That's how you know. That is the thing that you do. Yep. There, I am. Like, why well, am I back here? I'm back doing this thing. That's the thing that you do. So, you got to really deconstruct it and just, you know, get outside of help. Get yourself a coach and deconstruct what is this cycle that I constantly do. Okay, well, I get this new idea. It could be a new diet program, a new business idea, a new thing to learn, a new hobby. Okay, cool. Then I get really excited. Then I sign up for courses and I go learn and I read books and I talk to people. And awesome. All right, what's the next step? while I start doing it and it starts feeling good and I start getting some results and I'm like making something okay and then what then I have to just keep going I'm just giving you an example of what mine is I have to keep going and it gets really boring because it's the same thing so I find a new thing to get excited about a new thing to get committed to and I have a dozen things half done right Like I have a trail of half lived projects and dreams Mm -hmm. instead of completed ones. Mm -hmm. And so when you see that, you just see it in action. You're just like, oh, there it is. I'm doing it.
0: It's kind of a shitty feeling (laughs) yeah. when you look back and you realize like you just said your dreams.
1: It's unconscious though. Yeah, totally. It's definitely not you. Mm -hmm. It's your survival mechanism.
0: Totally. So how can we step into our essence?
1: Hmm. I think people got to know what that means.
0: Yeah. Tell us.
1: So I'm interested in What is the essence of a person? Like what shows up when a person truly shows up as their genuine, natural power and presence and possibility? And I think most people get this, right? Like you can be in a coffee shop and someone walks through the door, never met them before. They never said anything to you. You just look at them. They're not even doing anything. And you're like, wow, that person is hilarious. Like that's a funny, lighthearted, humorous person why is that? Like, how could you know that? Right. I think there's an intuitive part of our being that is much older than the logical part of our brain. It kind of can sense the qualities of other people, even before they say a word, before they even have an interaction, they just enter a room. And when they enter the room, there's joy, there's humor, there's ease, there's peace. There's something that shows up. So I think when we are, In this game about becoming aware and then aligning our life with that new level of awareness, it's important that we become aware of what's our essence. What are the essential qualities of me that make me, me? So it's almost two years now. Me and my whole family were with my grandmother Mm -hmm. on her last breath. Mm -hmm. And that was the most beautifully tragic moments of my life. Right. But it was just like, I remember when she took her last breath, like afterwards, that's when it was just like her essence is no longer here. Mm. You know, like you can just feel like their essence is gone. Like it was in the room and it's not. Right. It lives on through us and our memory. But at the same time, it's just like you get it. Like I think people know what that means.
0: Like it's a feeling.
1: It's a feeling. Yeah. So go and ask the people around you. Cause that's the thing, right? Like the big joke of the universe is other people see you more than you can see you. Right. Right. We sell ourselves short, we judge ourselves, mm-hmm. we want to always be looking good. Our own worst critic. Exactly. I mean, we're all guilty for this, but you can ask a person who could be a complete stranger and just ask them, excuse me, it's going to sound really bizarre, but <laughs> what shows up when I do? Like what qualities, what sensations, what words, like what would you say? Like just from your own gut, like not even knowing me. Like, what would you say about me? What do you get from me? And then they're going to say some things that you are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. And there's going to be other things and you're like, (laughs) whoa, really?
0: Like, really, you
1: get that? You don't even know me. Yeah. And it's going to blow you away. Mm -hmm. And I think when you understand that no matter the actions you take, the results that you create, the outcomes that you create, whatever it is there's already a value in just you being you and you entering a room. There's already a value there. I think that it's a profound experience to have where you're like, wow, when I go to the cashier and I'm just me, this person experiences love, warmth. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Tenderness, feeling seen. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that we all are craving that. I think we're all craving the experience of, Knowing that who we are, just naturally, genuinely, is already a gift, is already of value. There's nothing more we need to add. There's nothing new that we need to add at the core, or something there that's valuable.
0: Yeah, so this essence exercise, you and I have both done it. We have approached strangers and have asked, what shows up when I show up? So... I encourage our listeners to do it and to okay, take let's it on.
1: See, let's hear yours. <clears throat> it's
0: uncomfortable to do it to strangers for sure.
1: So what's your essence? What did you find out your essence is?
0: Love, creativity, boldness. There was like five or six of them that kept showing up. Because I asked like, when Oliver and I did this, we had asked, it was literally like a room of like 20 people. Mm-hmm. And, workshop. and then there was multiple things that kept showing up. It was love, kindness, Boldness, creativity. Creativity. Yeah, that's all I can remember for, yeah.
1: For the people who are listening who know you or know of your work, go and look at the videos. Right. The posts, the website, and see if you can find creativity, boldness,
0: Mm.
1: kindness. I think you would. Thank you. I think you would. And that's what you're aligning your life in a way that it reflects your essential qualities.
0: I sure hope so.
1: <laughs> right, and so for me, when we did that exercise, I got intelligence, mm-hmm. leadership, mm-hmm. confidence, warmth, and love. love it and so I remember when the first time I did it, warmth showed up a lot, right, and at that time, I feel like I was emotionally unavailable, disconnected and cold, but without me even trying right. without me even knowing I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. But people experience warmth from me. And that was Mm mind-blowing. Because if I really look at my job, like what's an important part of my life, it's people experiencing warmth from me. They feel like there's an intimate connection, that I get them, that I can relate with them. That's really, it's fundamental in all the work that I do.
0: For sure, as a coach, Yep.
1: So I think if you're listening to this, go find out what your essence is and you'll realize that it plays a huge role. For sure. Even though you don't know what it is, but as soon as you do know what it is, then you can do something about it. You can look at your life and your relationships and the work that you do and ask yourself, is this a reflection of my essential nature? I think you'll be really, really surprised to know the answers to that. Mm -hmm. And I
0: encourage people to ask their kids, ask their partner and strangers, of course.
1: As many people as possible. as many people. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, that was so wonderful. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing all those amazing insights and your expertise. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: So I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. Just find me with my name, Oliver Manalese. My website is olivermanalese.com. And I have a podcast where I interview people who are successful and high achievers, like entrepreneurs and authors and things like that. But I'm interested in the breakdowns behind their breakthroughs. Like what's the adversities that they've had to go through to get to where they are. Like that's what I'm really interested in. So, there's a lot of really interesting stories on my podcast there. I even share more in depth about mine. So, just that's the Oliver Manley show. And yeah, so I work with people one-on-one, people who are leaders and they're looking to achieve a reinvention looking to achieve their mission without having to sacrifice what makes them feel alive. And I have a workshop that I do, Reinvention Roadmap, mm-hmm. and that's the 10 steps to get you from where you are to where you want to go and all of the steps in between. If you're looking for clarity, direction, and confidence in navigating a change, then that's something that's worth looking into. It's a two-day intensive.
0: Awesome. I highly recommend it to everybody, especially if they want to sort of get started with coaching or maybe unfamiliar with coaching to really give that two day event a try. It'll really give them a taste of who you are and what you do. And your writing is beautiful. So for those who are listening, head on over to com and go check out his blog post because he is a beautiful writer. So thank you so much for being here. Before I let you go, I have one last question. Okay. Your legacy. What is the legacy you want to leave behind?
1: Hmm. I think I just want to light up everything inside of me mm. so that it helps people realize that they can do the same thing. I like love that it. it gives everybody else permission to be like, oh, wow. It's like the whole namaste thing. Right. That which is essence in you is the same essence in me. Right. So if it's. Possible for me than it's possible for you. So I just want to live a life that is really, really connected and aligned with what's important to me and just be really, really ruthless about it and real clear about it and just live it so that who I am as the stand that I am is a clear contrast of what is status quo. Just be like, oh, you can live a life like that. Okay. I work with clients two days a week. Mm -hmm. I work on a podcast once a week. I get to make almost every single meal that we eat. Right. I get to have conversations with inspiring and empowering people. I get to spend the Friday afternoon Mm -hmm. with Samantha. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's more and life is not perfect. There's still challenges, but it's like, I'm not going to wait. That's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to wait. My legacy is I'm going to enjoy life and my aliveness and my wholeness right now At the same time as striving for the next level of possibility that I am.
0: I love that. That's so beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that guest interview as much as I did. If you are interested in learning more about Oliver and potentially booking in with Oliver, head on over to olivermanalese.com forward slash booking. And if you're interested in checking out his two-day event, it will be taking place June 16th and June 17th. You can head on over to Reinvention Roadmap ca this is perfect for the person who is looking for a deep and lasting transformation if you are looking to experience more inner peace more satisfaction more joy and abundance in your life this is exactly what oliver is here to teach and coach you to do So head on over to reinventionroadmap.ca. If you're interested in attending that two-day event, you can enter promo code HOLISTIC for 33% off. I would love it for you guys to dive into your own personal transformation. I can tell you from working with my own personal coach, it has been the best investment in order for me to achieve all that I have and to really move forward in my life and in my business and my relationships. So thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. You can grab today's show notes at holisticwellness.ca forward slash podcast. Give us a review over on iTunes and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much. See you guys next time.